listening to the Retirement Remix Show with financial advisors and hosts Chip Munn, that's me, and John Tate of Signature Wealth Group. Get ready for a bite-sized dose of timely and actionable financial planning and retirement tips alongside remixed retirement stories from real people just like you. Listen in now to be inspired, find direction, and build your own retirement remix. John Tate, what's up, man? Good morning. How are you this morning? I am doing great. I am doing great. You know, weather's a little bit gray, but if I'm hanging out with you, man, can't nothing get me down. You know. It's a good day to both be alive and to record a podcast. There are no bad days to record a podcast. I think we talked about last time the fact that if I were going to do something different, I'd be a performer. So this is as close <laughs> as I get. I get to make jokes that people listen to and text me about or tell me about when they come into the office. So it is one of the highlights of my week. I'm glad we <laughs> save it for Fridays so that I always have something to look forward to. That's right. That's right. Are you a checklist kind of guy just in general? Yeah, but mainly because I'm forgetful. <laughs> and so I use a lot of checklists, both at home and at work, to counteract that fact. So I know what my weaknesses are. And so I am really bad about using things like that and keeping even recurring checklists to make sure that I don't let anything slip through the cracks. Because usually if I'm going somewhere, I get excited. If I'm going on a trip, you know, my favorite game to play is what did Chip leave behind this time? Exactly, exactly. And we are getting ready to go on a week's long vacation to be with Kristen's family. I mean, I have to do the same. I have to create a checklist for things that I'm going to do, going to pack so that we don't leave, get an hour down the road and then realize we've left something at home and then either have to buy it wherever we're going or we turn around and drive back. So I have to do it. So we're talking now about moving. And so it's not like when you move, you don't just get to go back to your old house and say, oh, by the way, I left my phone charger. I think my kid left his blankie under the bed or, or whatever, those things that you might leave behind, say, on a vacation. So I think it becomes that much more important, John, to really put together and to be prepared and plan for when you are in the process of getting ready to move. We talk a lot about in our office, just like you do, about getting from point A to point B and all the stuff in the middle that you do to get from one place to the other, both in your life, your retirement, whatever it is. But moving obviously has two parts. It's what you're leaving behind and what you're headed towards. So the checklist for me, when I'm moving or getting ready to do something, it helps me not only figure out the part about leaving stuff behind, but also there's a checklist for things that you need to do to prepare yourself for the place that you're moving to, the point B. So really those are the two parts. But when you're moving in a house, I guess, and maybe the old joke is, you know, all we do is we build a house, we put a whole bunch of stuff in it, and then we move to a new house and we have to basically spend the rest of our life moving our stuff from one place to another. And so one of the things of moving that you have to really plan time for is sorting through the stuff, right? Yeah, it's always been for me, because I think I mentioned last time, I've moved a lot and it always is a thinning out period almost like a forcing function that when you move, you finally have to go through the stuff in the attic. It forces those thoughts about each of the things to decide whether in the case of say Marie Kondo, what does this spark joy? 
And so it is a great opportunity, I think, to really sort through things. So when we look at the idea of moving, let's say a couple of months out, I think if we were building out a checklist, a couple of months out, one of the things that you want to do is really sort through your stuff and to divide it in such a way that some things you may want to donate. You have some things maybe you're going to give away to friends and family. If you have a boat, John, you can give that to me (laughs) if you need to move. But others you may want to donate. And then, yeah, you have some stuff that it's, it's just outlived its useful life to you. And yeah, it maybe it doesn't have any use to other people and you want to throw it away. So sorting through things, I certainly think is a big part of the first step. You know, you're married, Chip, as am I, as am some of our clients. And so it's not just that you can go into this uh, sorting through the stuff and make unilateral decisions. There's often some talking and discussion that has to be done about which of your things go in those categories, the donate, the giveaway and the throwaway. And so sometimes it can take longer than you would think. It's not like you can just go through and toss things into a box or a bag. So leaving yourself enough time to do that properly so nobody gets their feelings hurt, or at least not for an extended period of time, is important. And then when you're sorting through stuff, you're going to move things around. You're going to empty out drawers. You're going to empty out cabinets, closets. There's always the potential for things to get lost or misplaced. And I'm usually the one in my house that gets blamed for losing things. And maybe that's true. I don't know. I don't know how it is in your house, but it might be good to create a special move folder as you're going through some of these things. Is that what you usually do? Well, I don't know that I have it down to that much of a process, but it certainly is something that I recommend to other people. Oftentimes, when you live in the same place for a long time, if you're willing to look long enough, whatever it is you're looking for, you can find. But when you move, you have to be deliberate, I think, about those particularly things, like you said, whether it's receipts, manuals, paperwork for various things, you know, making sure that you take those things with you because some of them either could be out of print or hard to replace or expensive to replace, like a stock certificate or the title on a, a vehicle. And so I think that you're right, John, putting together a folder for those kinds of things makes an awful lot of sense. And in any move, probably on both sides of it, you're likely to have a lot of paperwork and things to keep up with. There is typically a lot that goes into the process. You're going to want to make sure you have a way to organize it and keep it together. As always, I agree with all that. And you never know where your birth certificate is until you need it and you don't know where you stashed it. So there's plenty of different apps for that too. You could go Move Advisor as one, but you know, anywhere you go for your apps, I'm sure you could type in moving checklist and find one that'll help you sort it all out digitally. So if you need to make notes and maybe the folder gets misplaced or something, you at least know what you put where and can find it again. So that's all maybe two months out, you know, you're planning, you're preparing, you're getting things in their different piles to either donate, give away or throw away. And once you've decided what you want to move with you, I guess it's time to start buying bubble wrap and cardboard and boxes and all that stuff. And you can either buy that stuff in maybe a U-Haul store, or you can order it on Amazon or whatever that is. Or these days, it seems like if you're in a planned urban development, and you're part of uh, Nextdoor or one of those other social media apps, there are plenty of people offering to give away the boxes that they just moved with. And so sometimes you can just 
go pick up a drive to somebody's house, pick up a bunch of boxes for free, and they're already taped together and everything, and you can just bring them back and start moving. Yeah, I have a hard time paying for boxes. So <laughs> the two areas where I would look for boxes, number one is in my garage, because especially after the last year, most of us may have an Amazon box or two laying around. And around here, John, the liquor store, you know, the big box liquor store puts out all their boxes. So they put them out in a place where if you want them, you can just come and get them. And so fortunately, in a lot of cases, boxes aren't something that you, I say that knowing that there are certain things that you want to have in a big, nice, sturdy box. And listen, liquor store boxes aren't nearly as good as U-Haul boxes, if we're being honest, but they're free. And so there are lots of ways, though, to really start dealing with that. John, I keep bubble wrap at my house. I have four boys that live here. And whether it is just to protect things or every now and then I need some stress relief to get out in my office out back and just pop the little bubbles. I, I kind of keep some bubble wrap on hand for stress relief. But there are also a lot of things around your house. There are some that you want to box up and take. And there are others that you need to make sure that you start to use up. You know, there are certain things that you're not looking to pack up and move across town or across the country, but you certainly don't want to waste them. So things like perishable items, things that you may have in the fridge that you like, but you haven't gotten around to eating. If you needed an excuse to finally cook that DiGiorno, this is a good time for it. But there are a lot of things trying to keep out of the perishables that at some point, you know, not too long before you start to get towards moving time, that you want to do things like eating out. You know, you just want to start planning to make your life easier. That's right. And if you have one of those refrigerators in your garage, which I don't know if that's a Southern thing or where that came from, but if you have a freezer for refrigerator in your garage that's full of frozen meat, you might be a little bit hard to move all that. You may want to start emptying that out and having steaks for dinner every night. I'm not sure what people are venison or whatever you store in your garage, refrigerator, freezer, but emptying out those things can always make that easier. And then you don't have to feel like you have to throw all that stuff out. But the other thing you can do if you can't, if it's something that's good quality, you know, your friends, you can always give away some of your frozen meats and other things to your friends as gifts. And if you want to ask them, to help you with the move, at least you can come bearing gifts before you have to pop the question. I think, you know, most of our clients probably hire movers, but if you're moving across town, you know, maybe you can still do some of it yourself and throw in the back of the truck or whatever it is. So it's always helpful to give gifts out, right? Yeah, for sure. And it's important to note that for a long time, I don't drink, but you know, for a long time when I did, there was a refrigerator in the garage for beer. It was the beer fridge. And important, if you know anybody who has a beer fridge, just a quick note, that will transport. Just put it in a cooler. You don't need an excuse to empty out the beer fridge. But if you do, that's a good way to get people, John, in a lot of cases to help you move. But it's one of the things that when we start to look at those things, getting rid of or, or adjusting or preparing on the where you are side is one thing, but one of the other things you need to do kind of at that six week out mark, maybe if you have that much time before you move is to go over to the other home and start measuring out things. Make sure that the stuff that you're going to pack up, there's actually a spot for when you get to the other side. And so really beginning the process of figuring out spatially where things will go 
when you move, I think is another part to start doing so that you can make sure that you're not transporting something that ultimately you're not going to use. You don't want to ask your buddies to lift and move and pack up a couch that you can't even unload on the other end because it won't fit up the stairs. So it's just one of those things where I think an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't remember if it was on this show or the previous one, but I know you mentioned your father had MS. You know, I have a client with MS also. And when they moved into their new home, one of the things they did before they got there was that they at least contacted a contractor and lined up an appointment for after they closed on the house to kind of help them figure out which doorways needed to be widened in case the client needed to have a wheelchair roll through the house and whatnot and where he could get in and out of. And then also look at getting in and out of the garage and whether they needed a ramp or something else in there to accommodate a wheelchair. Those are things they went ahead and set up ahead of time so that when they moved in, they already had that appointment ready to go. So some of those things, like you said, if you have the time, you can plan ahead and do some of those things. Although these days, it seems like everything's closing in record time and you may not have as much time as you would normally. But, you know, you do the best with what you got. And when you get to one month out, four weeks, you're probably one of the things you're going to start doing. You've made all your decisions. You've sorted through the stuff. You've gotten the boxes, the bubble wrap, all those things. And now it's time to start packing, right? Yeah, that's always fun. Is it though? Not really. Uh, It seemed like the right thing to say there at the time. (laughs) No, I hate packing. We did a personality test recently and Trish and I both have done it. And our team was going through some stuff this past week at work about personalities and how people fit together. And it dawned on me that this personality stuff that we were talking about at work was the reason why when we packed to go on vacation, Trish starts three days ahead of time And I go in with 45 minutes before we leave and throw a bunch of stuff in the bag. And it is very different. So I think that packing is one of the things that can be, if you're in a relationship, this is an area where if you're moving with somebody else to play off one another's strengths and to really kind of over-communicate and to make sure that you're using the resources, including the other people in your home, to make sure that things are getting done the right way and that you're communicating so that if you're married, for example, and you're moving to a new place that both of you actually go. Sometimes moving can be one of the more stressful things that people go through, but you want to make sure that, you know, like you would handle your relationship, we hope with care, that you're doing the same thing with your material stuff and that you're making sure that If you need insurance coverage on things, if you need extra bubble wrap or whatever, that you're taking the time to do that in advance. And then, John, you have to make some administrative changes, right? You got to forward your mail. And what are some of the other things that people need to do administratively if they're thinking about moving? And one thing, you know, people don't think about until after the fact, sometimes when they call in to change their address is just to make sure that their financial advisor is already registered in the new state they might be moving to if it's not an across town move. And it's not usually hard for us to do. State registrations are not difficult or time consuming, but the more lead time we have to get that change done, it's always good. So if you haven't talked with your advisor and kind of reviewed your plan and kind of gone over the budget and just Make sure that you have cash on hand to handle the expenses that come with moving in the next four weeks. You've got all that stuff ready to go. So it's an easy way to call in and have an excuse to talk to your financial advisor and 
they might have their own checklist that they go through and help you check the boxes from a financial standpoint. But, you know, when you're packing up your boxes and things like that, I don't know how many books you have, Chip, because you're an author. I, I assume you have a library with many leather-bound books. You don't want to pack 27 books in one box, right? Because nobody's going to be able to lift that sucker. So maybe sometimes you need to think about how you're packing, what you're doing, labeling the boxes, and don't feel like you need to do it all at once. So if you have the time to pack a little bit at a time, it can make the process less stressful, like you said earlier. Yeah. John, you mentioned, and I don't know if this came from a checklist that you keep, but in our notes that we share back and forth, or mostly that you send me, you mentioned some things that really, it was just kind of like, God, I would have never thought of. Things like filling your prescriptions, making sure that you're going to have, if you take any medication, that you're going to have plenty of it for when you go, if you've got to find a new pharmacy. And then also things like transferring your medical records. And we've talked before about one of the important things in considering where you might move is also healthcare can be a real ordeal, getting medical records from one place to another. And so making sure that you're doing that while you're local, if you need to go by and sign something, those kinds of things, John, I think, are things that are easy to overlook. And we talked about healthcare in a previous show. And one of the things that you wanted to look at before moving to a new area, but getting referrals for health professionals, maybe in the same healthcare network that you're in now, looking for referrals for health professionals in the new area that you're moving to could get you a leg up when you get there. Somebody that you can already potentially have an appointment with or know where to go or go ahead and find their office, whatever it is. Because it is important to have those things in place so that if an emergency, something unexpected befalls you, you know, you're not scrambling in addition to having all the stress from just moving and not really knowing your way around and all of that. So we always talk about healthcare as one of those primary things that we don't always think about if we're well and we have our health. But if something bad happens, we certainly need to know where to go. You know, those are all things maybe you can do two weeks out. And then, you know, when you're days away, make sure that you're going through the house and looking for all the odds and ends that might not have gotten packed up or might have been set aside. Do we really need this? Are we going to do that? Pack what you can and get it all organized. And if you're a tipping kind of person, I get the sense that you're maybe not a huge tipper chip, but I mean, you like to compensate people for doing a good job. So I, I assume you'd have some cash to tip the movers at the end. As much as I've moved, man, that's a key component. That should be in every checklist because if you, especially if you might move more than once, you surely want those folks to want to come and help you. And again, John, I'm going to be honest with you. Every now and then I might overpack a box of books. So, <laughs> you know, every now and then I might not pack as if I were going to move some things. And as a result of that, I'm, I might need to be extra kind to people who are helping. And I just think it's the right thing to do, honestly. But that's always one of the things. Look, when you're moving and you're going to be in transit like that, there are a lot of things that can get lost. Ideally, it wouldn't be cash, but you could lose a credit card. There just may be a reason for you to want to have some cash on hand, whether it's for tipping or for other things. One other thing, John, that I'll mention that my brother and I got some experience with after my dad passed away is there are services if you get to a point in addition to the moving the things that you want whether it's in the case of you moving or, or maybe you have a family member who has moved for care in a facility or somebody passes away, there are also services that will come in and 
pack everything. And I don't mean the moving services. I mean the folks who will sort through all that stuff we talked about earlier between trash it, give it away, keep it, or sell it. And we took advantage of a service like that after my dad passed away. Once we had gotten together the things that were of sentimental value to come in and really transition the space so that it was sellable to the next, or actually we had sold it so that it was livable. You know, sometimes you're just too busy for certain things and it's easier or less emotional to get other people to do it. So you'd be surprised as you're looking at moving all the different kinds of services that are available. And the other thing, John, that I thought of while you were talking earlier was if you're thinking about moving somewhere and maybe you don't necessarily know a whole lot of people. So the idea of getting a referral to other professionals is you don't have anybody to ask. Ask your financial advisor because chances are we have a client or a friend or another professional who's in that area where we could, you know, it's not something you think about calling your financial advisor for, but we certainly, as a result of, at least in our case, John, yours and mine haven't been in business for a long time. We know a lot of people in a lot of places. If we don't know a provider to recommend, chances are we know somebody in the area who can give us a recommendation. And in a lot of cases in medical practices these days, the only way to get into a different practice is to know somebody. So certainly utilize your financial advisors and your other professionals to get connections in the place where you might be moving. We can't stress it enough in our office. It's not necessarily about the price you pay. It's about the people you deal with and who you trust. And so coming up with those good people that you can work with, that's what we're here for and who we can recommend to you. You know, if we don't have a ready name to give you, we can certainly research it, but that's something we do all the time. But you know me, I I like listening to different kinds of music and I can't talk about moving without thinking of the song LA Freeway by Guy Clark and put the pink card in the mailbox and leave the key in that old front door lock. It's an emotional thing to move sometimes. You've got the excitement about moving to the new place, maybe sadness, some emotion about leaving the old place. And then there's the nervousness of the in-between of, is this going to work out the way we think? And if you need somebody to talk to, that's what we're here for, even if it doesn't always have to do with dollars and cents. Well, John, if there was anybody I'd want to talk to, man, it would be you. And I've decided now, because I've never heard the song that you referenced, that at some point we'll have to start putting together a retirement remix like Spotify list. (laughs) I don't know how to do that. But maybe between my country songs and some of the things that you share, we can start to put together some of all these things. Today, we talked a lot about preparing for move. John, next week, we're going to talk about landing in the new place and how to begin the process of setting up and out with the old and in with the new. So I look forward to getting together again next week and talking about that. Have a good time in between, sir. There we have it, another great episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, here are four ways that we can help. First, complete the Retirement Success Scorecard to discover whether or not you're on track to a successful retirement on your terms. You can find this at signaturewealth.com scorecard. Second, get a complimentary copy of my book, The Retirement Remix. Whether you're interested in real life retirement stories and inspiration from others like you, or you want to learn more about Medicare and Social Security. It's all in there. Go to theretirementremix.com to grab your copy. 
3rd. Listen in on bi-weekly office hours with our team. We host live virtual office hours to share new investment and planning information and answer your money, markets, and retirement questions. Find the details to join us at SignatureWealth.com slash office hours. And fourth, schedule a complimentary strategy call with one of our advisors to make sure you're on track toward your ideal retirement. Go to SignatureWealth.com and select the Signature Wealth office closest to you. We'll be back here next week for more on the Retirement Remix. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode.